0: Hi, I'm Dr. Z, and welcome to the Dr. Zanzi McLaurin Podcast, Powerful Purpose. For over the last 25 years, I have helped thousands of individuals improve their lives and well-being. I believe that each of us has a purpose, a unique assignment, and a calling in life, and I believe that calling comes from God. Finding and knowing your purpose ultimately leads you to peace. So with this podcast, we will talk all things life, business, relationships, health, wellness, and strategies to help you live your life to the fullest and own it. I love helping others be the best version of themselves. Remember, you have the power to transform your life and go beyond where you are now. You hold the pen, and I want to help you write your own story and live your life on purpose with your purpose. Let's dive in. Today, I have a special guest with me on my podcast. It is Miss Christina Denali. Miss Denali brings with her such a wealth of knowledge and experience. She is a business and mindset coach to female entrepreneurs, specializing in helping women leave their day job or corporate position that no longer fulfills them to find their true calling and convert that into a profitable business. Christina has more than 12 years of diverse corporate business experience in various leadership roles, and most recently, as a director for a digital marketing agency. She is also a serial entrepreneur, and we're going to talk about that today on my podcast, where she has owned several businesses previously. She has since transitioned from a high level executive to an online business coach last year during COVID, where she has already built a loyal following and client base where she started from zero. With several success stories under her belt, Christina has only just started her coaching journey. I am so honored, and it's such a pleasure to have this beautiful, wonderful, outstanding woman with me today on my podcast. Miss Christina Denali. So I want to start off with you telling us just a little snippet of your journey from transitioning from the corporate world to where you are now.
1: Thank you so much. And again, thank you for having me. Very, very happy to be here with you. And I hope we can do it again because there's going to be lots that I want to share. So I'm going to keep it to the the topic at hand today. I am a woman who definitely always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, actually from a young age. So after college, you know, it's one of those things you just kind of just feel the energy of like, I don't really belong, I don't really fit in this box, I'm not really corporate. And you feel that sense, that energy is strong in you. And so I had that entrepreneurial spirit from the get-go. But I followed the path, right? You get out of college, you start working, right? So I did that. And I got a good job, that had benefits and a salary and all of that. So to fast forward, okay, not only do I have corporate experience in 15 years of executive level management, leadership roles, managing teams, I worked for a digital marketing agency most recently, so I really do know the marketing space, Um, but a unique thing about me is I'm also a serial entrepreneur, so I've owned three businesses before my coaching business. So that tells you right there who I am to the core. Right. Mm -hmm. I love building businesses from scratch. That's just one of my passions. So as I'm navigating through my corporate career and I'm achieving, okay, because I'm a high achieving woman. There's plenty of us out there that have tons of talent, skill sets and and, and, uh, abilities. Right. But we're boxed. We're caged in, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so two specific roles that I have that I speak on in a different um, in a different platform is working with men also. So that was something that challenged me many times, being the only female in a leadership role that was surrounded by very high-powered men. So anyway, I I found success. I was making six figures. On paper, it looks perfect. People are like envious of my job. And I'm like, oh, honey, you have no idea. miserable, okay, sucking the life out of me, right? And you feel that again as a woman. We are so in tune with our feelings. And you're trying to resist, and you're trying to see the best in things, and you're trying to persevere and power through but all the while you feel like you're wasting your potential mm-hmm. like you said you're giving your potential and your talents to someone else to a different company you're working you know you're overworking under under getting underpaid right. and so you see this this hamster wheel start to take effect and we all know what that feels like the the groundhog's day right yes and so i was there too i was there too and i was feeling suffocated and i was feeling unfulfilled and i was feeling mm-hmm. depleted And so it's about listening to that inner voice. It's about honoring your inner voice, your intuition, because it is speaking to you. It is. It will speak to you frequently. It's you who suppresses it. It's us women that try to push past it. I've got responsibilities. I've got kids. I've got my husband. I've got my job. i got to make money, right? So we just keep pushing through. All the while, we're feeling more and more resentful. Mm -hmm. We could be feeling angry, right? But only because we're not serving ourselves, right? So I made a conscious decision and I'm also very spiritual and I lead by you know lead my life by faith and by God. Mm -hmm. And I incorporate that and weave that into my business also. And so interestingly enough, last year, as many other women did, is I did a big pivot. And I said, you know what, Christina, not anymore. You're not gonna continue to complain. You're not gonna continue down this path of misery. Yeah. I have this this high-paying executive job that just depletes me and leaves me empty at the end of the day. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Don't get me wrong. There's Absolutely. a difference between feeling gratitude for the paycheck and the stability and the security, right? Yes. But also knowing I'm not honoring myself in the meantime, yes. okay? Mm-hmm. So while we're going through this huge shift of a pandemic, right, our right. economy gets rocked, politics, racial divide last year was brutal mm-hmm. on a human level. Brutal. So you do a lot of self-exploration. If you really go on a higher level in the spiritual world, you're doing self-exploration, a lot of reflecting, and you also have to make decisions in that space. So I got really quiet. I did a lot of prayer meditation, Mm -hmm. and I said, I got to make a change. I got to make a big change, right? So my family all supported me. That's always good. You got to have a good support system. But at the end of the day, it's you who makes the decision. So I decided I want out. I'm creating an exit strategy. I want to be a coach. And I want to help women. And I just knew that my passions were business. I love building businesses. I
0: love entrepreneurship. What is your definition of a serial entrepreneur?
1: That's a great question. So I would say
0: it's someone who has tried to
1: start a business has owned a business more than two times. I think that would call it a serial entrepreneur. Thank Technically, you. it's usually three, four, five, six, seven times. Right. Um, but I'd say anything more than two, you're pretty much a serial entrepreneur. You're owning multiple businesses or you've had success and now you're opening a new business because you know how to do it now. Right. So that, that would be my definition of that.
0: Very good. So as you have become this serial entrepreneur, what are some of, or give me an example of one of your biggest failures because we all have them. Oh, absolutely. I have a good one for you.
1: Going back to my my story, my journey. So after my first real job, because I got a salary and benefits, so it's a real job, right? That's right. That's right. Um, at 23 years old, I came up with my first business plan. Okay. So I wanted to open up a women's clothing boutique. It was going to be a brick and mortar. I knew exactly what it was going to look like. I picked out the name of it. I knew exactly what I was going to carry. I saw the whole vision came to my mind. I knew exactly to a T I drew literally, I sketched a blueprint of what it was going to be. I had the whole thing figured out. Long story short, I opened a clothing boutique with my parents. I had family that was willing to back me and help me financially we created a family business, if you will, right? So it was my dream and my baby, but it was a family venture because I was still 23, 24 years old. So mm-hmm. my mom got really involved. My sister was involved. My dad helped. It was an awesome family affair. And we opened a beautiful women's clothing boutique called A.
0: And it was
1: outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And we had The bomb.com clothes and jewelry and accessories. It was fabulous. Mm -hmm. We closed that business two years later. When was, when was it that we closed around 2008, 2009, when the great recession came through. Mm. Okay. So my heart went out to so many millions of people, well, continues to go out to Mm. so many people Small business owners, brick and mortars, are struggling so bad, as we know, especially Mm. boutiques, salons, restaurants, right? So my heart feels that pain because last year was worse than the Great Recession of 2008-2009. So when you have a small clothing boutique and you go from making $1,000 a day, $1,500 a day, selling apparel and, and, and accessories to $0 a day, and then again and again and again, your business starts to tank and then you start putting things on credit and you go into debt. Mm-hmm. So a failure is we dissolved our business, family affair, built it from scratch, put our heart and soul into it. And we had to close the doors, sell all of our goods off at ridiculous low rates. Right. Mm-hmm. And we legally dissolved that business, a LLC. Mm-hmm. And on paper that's a failure, but listen, there's no failure. The memories we have, the things I learned at that young, tender age, it taught me so much, not only about building a business from scratch, but then the adversities that you will face and how to overcome them. And you know what? It took me a year to overcome that. I personally carried debt from it. My parents did. I wanted to pay them back. I had to work two jobs to even catch up with everything financially because I didn't want to file bankruptcy, right, at a young age like that. So it took me a year and a half to really recover right? Mm. But the 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 pride and joy that I carry with me to this day, I have no regrets. And that's what I want women to understand. A failure is only on paper. It's a word. Yeah. Okay. But you're not a failure. It's not a failure. It's all up here, right? It's a learning lesson. That's all it is.
0: Absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time, our failures are there to teach us lessons. They are not there to define us. They are there to refine us. And that exactly is what has happened to you. Honestly, you could say you really didn't know what you were doing, but you took the leap of faith to say, this is something I have in my heart to do. It's a dream that I have and I want to fulfill that dream. So I believe and I want you to share your thoughts on this. You only fail when you don't try. What do you tell women or individuals in general when they are really struggling with finding their purpose and defining mm-hmm. their purpose? And we all have different purposes in different seasons of our lives. That's an excellent question.
1: And what I can share is, one, it's a journey, not a destination. Absolutely. And it does take time. But it also takes you taking action. Because taking action leads you to a path to find your purpose, because you'll explore things, you'll try things and see, oh, I don't like this, actually. I thought I did, but I don't. Um, And it will help you evolve and learn more about yourself as a woman and really what it is you want out of life. And so I would only say, give yourself time, give yourself grace, try new things, take risks, take calculated risks, and then we can learn more about ourselves and what we like and what we don't like. And I also think, again, you have to listen to your intuition and tune in, ladies, tune in to your talents and skill sets. You know, something that I realized later in life that I have a little bit of regret over, not done terribly. But, you know, at a young age, going into high school, I was so focused on scholastics and sports. That's that's how my household was, you know, that's all we talked about. That's how I was ingrained. And that's all I cared about. And when it came to college, I made decisions based on the college name and where it was located. And, you know, the wrong things. And my point is, I actually knew about myself that I loved design. I loved art. I loved acting. I loved dance. And I never even tried to pursue that. Had I had the right mentor in place, perhaps, because I I have a great mom and dad relationship, but they didn't know any better either. Okay. So I didn't have, you know, that was back in the nineties. So I graduated high school in 99. My point is that I didn't have someone telling me, Christina, let's tune into your passions and your purpose and your talents at an early age. So you can Go after your divine calling and go after what suits you best. And see, I didn't even know my options back then. So I think for a young woman who is either going into college or you're just coming out of college, you know, because a lot of people are graduating right now and it's a very tumultuous market out there. You know, it's hard to find a good job and, and good paying money. So a lot of entrepreneurship is budding right now. In fact, I know a young lady very dear to my heart. She's like a sister. She mm-hmm. just graduated college a year ago, got furloughed last year because of COVID, and she's starting her own business with her mom, and I'm, I'm coaching her, uh-huh. and I think that's fabulous because she's turning lemon into lemonades, and oh, she's great. finding that I mean. naturally she is an entrepreneur, but she Absolutely. thought she had to go down the path of scholastics because I have a college degree. I need, I need to go get a corporate job. So it's, I think women need to know their options. And I think having a coach at a young age is amazing. I did not even know business coaches existed in my twenties. I didn't know that back in the eighties and nineties. No one was telling me about coaches, but who teaches you that? Right? So if I could get in front of young women, that's the number one thing I would say, get yourself an awesome mentor or coach Mm -hmm. that you trust and know, explore your passions, explore your talents and let that coach or mentor, it could be a family member. You don't have to pay for it but let them tell you all your options so you know that you're empowered to make different decisions. We don't have to go down a certain path just because that's what society says, you know?
0: I love that. And you know, Christina, you are really touching a piece of my heart and your story is so much like my little niece And, and I shouldn't call her little anymore, but I stress so to her, finish your degree, finish your degree. And let me tell you something, when you meet her, you're going to probably start crying because Aww. she's in Atlanta and oh. she's a fashion designer and she is doing amazing things. Oh my God. Her name is Cindera. Your story is so similar to her because just the other day we were saying, she said, remember you kept staying on me about going to school and finishing my degree. Yes. And so Christina. I do want to, and you shared a little bit of your thought on this, school is not for everyone. Do you Mm -hmm. agree? I agree. Full, wholeheartedly,
1: I agree, yes. Yes, yes.
0: Yes. Because we can put a label on what we think society Mm -hmm. wants from us, but then that takes our drive away from what we really want to do in our life. And what you've done in your journey is to really prove that you can do both. You can
1: do both. It is hard. No, no question. It's hard enough to be an entrepreneur, but try pairing that up in tandem with a job, which is what I always did. Right. So I was always working to be able to fund my business. And that's another misconception that women have is you need seed money to start a business. Okay. It doesn't have to be $10,000 or $50,000 Okay. But you've got to come in knowing you're going to invest some money. There's startup costs in every business. Yeah, you see the one-off Shark Tank situations where they'll start with a 1000 bucks and then grow it to a million, but that's not the norm, right? So you got to come in knowing you're going to invest some money. So me, I always held a job because, again, you got bills to pay. You don't want to pull a salary from your entrepreneur situation anytime in the first 6 to 12 months at best, right? You gotta have a. You have to have the right plan, and that's the other thing that's lacking with women. It's not against women. It's it's not our fault. You know, again, who's teaching us this? Like I even work with women who have an MBA, and they're super bright, super smart. Yes. Um, to your point, a PhD, yes. extremely bright, extremely smart, right? But yes. so who is teaching us women how to build a business and be a successful entrepreneur? how to you know we're great at multitasking that's not the problem but the technical stuff the financial stuff being profitable right Right. sustainability hiring Mm. people these are things no one's teaching you unless you learn it in corporate right correct so those are the things if you are in corporate the beautiful thing is you can translate and and transfer over your talents much easier right you can sell an online service package you can sell a coaching program that's that's a lot of what i do actually And if you don't have corporate experience, that's okay too, but we have to find a way to monetize your product as fast as possible. And then it's my job as your coach to teach you Mm. how to do everything from scratch, A to Z, A to Z, how to form your business, how to do the financials of your business, how to actually price your product properly. Is it digital or physical, right? I love it. So there's all kinds of things that go into the nuts and bolts of building a solid foundation. If you don't have that foundation in place, it's going to be 10 times harder and yeah. the chances of you failing are going to be higher. And so we don't want that, right? If I can save you time and money and heartburn and help you build a solid foundation that's going to set yes. you up for success, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to accelerate your path to success mm-hmm. and reduce the overwhelm and heartburn. That's what a coach can do. And that's what I'm so passionate about. And I didn't even realize that until last year. I'm a corporate director for a digital marketing agency. I manage my own team. I make six figures. I'm hot tamales. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm frustrated. I'm burned out. So I'm like, what is happening here? I'm losing my life. Like, that's how I felt. It's kind of dramatic. But you're like, I'm losing my, oh my life. God. <laughs> He's just gone, honey. So I need to make a change, you know? And I actually found a mentor myself. Here's the kicker. This is important for people to understand. I am a coach, but guess what? I'm here today in a short period of time because I hired a coach. So I was smart enough and humble enough to know that I needed help. So you can have the perfect resume. You can have all these credentials, okay? Here's the thing that women don't understand what happens when you become the product you're selling yourself okay listen, hear me out you're selling a service or a product but it's of you it's of your heart and of your spirit so what happens when you become the product what's your advertising like what's your marketing plan that's very different than selling a book right exactly. or selling um you know some kind of digital service like i'm a i'm a therapist so i help relationships i i help um, married couples, preventing them from getting a divorce. So I'm a therapist. I'm a counselor. That's a service, right? But when you go online to market yourself, you've got to go down, um, the path of who am I in the saturated market? How am I going to differentiate myself? How am I going to price myself? Right? So there's that long list of things right. and that's where women get stuck. You know, that's mm-hmm. where women get stuck. And that's what I want to help with. Cause I transitioned myself. Absolutely. It was not easy. I'll, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't easy. It became easy when I got a coach and she taught me, Christina, this is how you're gonna market yourself as a business coach. This is the exact funnel you're gonna use. Mm. I did Facebook ads. I have a webinar. like there's all kinds of things to convert <laughs> myself into an online coach and to make money right Because the whole point mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna exit out of a corporate job, especially if you're making over sixty or seventy thousand dollars, you got to replace that income to leave your job. I wasn't going to leave my job and then just not have an income. That's not smart. So that's where I also help women get that exit strategy in place so they can leave their job in a comfortable way and replace their income, which is super important.
0: Such good stuff, Christina. Such good stuff. So you are a mindset coach. And I think a lot of people are trying to figure out what is the difference between a mindset coach and a traditional coach. So share your thoughts on that. Sure,
1: thank you. So I would actually say the words that I use more than even mindset is emotional intelligence. And I really call that out as much as I can because I personally have studied that subject for probably eight years now. There's books on emotional intelligence, which has a lot to do with mindset. So the reason I bring them both up, because to me, mindset is also a spiritual experience where you're going into the mindset of abundance and blessings, law of attraction. Mm-hmm. um really kind of honoring who you are in a spiritual sense and attracting what you deserved, attracting what you want in life. And so mindset abundance is confidence too, right? So confidence is a yes. huge thing that I dive deep into with my clients. For example, women that don't want to be on camera, they say, I can't do a business. I can't be a business owner because being online means I have to be on camera. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Why do you not want to be on camera? So I've had clients literally scared of the camera And six to eight weeks later, they're on camera wearing red lipstick with a selfie stick. Like what, you know, (laughs) because they just didn't have the confidence, right? So abundance mindset shifts, spiritual mindset shift, releasing any traumas or past hurts, right? From our childhood as a woman, we usually carry a lot of trauma and past hurts, which shows itself in our business. So we've got to really touch on that too. And then emotional intelligence is really where it, we have to change our perception of things. Mm -hmm. Things that women complain about, are not worth complaining about. And we have to change our perception, and we have to change the way we handle things in life. So yeah, so again, emotional intelligence is a big part of the mindset work that I do, and I really start out my course and my business program with that. Because again, that's how you build a solid foundation. It all starts here, and it starts here, right? So we dive into that. I kind of explore their background, any traumas that they might have, their mindset. I can kind of sense and size people up pretty quickly. And Mm -hmm. then I give them an action plan. I help them in the coaching process to build them up, to empower them, to build that confidence muscle and to help them on camera, to help them heal from traumas, to help them perceive things differently so they can handle things differently. And we literally will talk out a scenario. I have clients call me in the middle of the day, Christina, I'm about to break down in tears. I want to cry. I want to scream. I want to pull my hair out. And we'll talk through that whole situation. Now, that's not scalable. And I'm not telling every coach they need to do that. Okay. That's what I do for my clients right now, because that matters to me. That matters to me a lot. So mindset work is all of those things, spiritual abundance, confidence builders, um, overcoming trauma and, and past hurts from our childhood, from relationships that could be physical, mental, you know, anything of, of the above. And then also the emotional intelligence part of it, which, again, I highly recommend every woman goes on Google and you can Google emotional intelligence. And there's all mm-hmm. kinds of books and resources on that subject. And it will help you in all aspects of your life.
0: I love that. That's so good. As you stated, okay. Christina, and I'll put it in, in my terms, we are sponges. And we hold on to things, and it's sometimes extremely hard for us to kind of wring that sponge out uh, Mm -hmm. fully, and sometimes, depending on the situation that we're going through, we really just need to wring it out. We just need to just squeeze that sponge and say, okay, I'm done with this, and I'm going to move on. But I do want to touch on something that you said earlier about going through that journey as a beginner. It is so important to have a coach. And I teach this with my faculty and my students. If you don't have a coach and a mentor, sometimes you miss the big picture of the things that you really need to hear and see to be extremely successful. And and what you do, what do you think women should see themselves as? from a leadership standpoint? Should they automatically say, I want to be the leader or the expert in this, or do I need to start with those baby steps and graduate?
1: Mm, excellent question, excellent question. Okay, so the first thing I would say, that's the loaded question in the best of ways. The first thing I would say is, I believe that women, all human beings, are born to be leaders, or they're born to not necessarily be followers, but they're not leaders, okay? So they're they're finding their way in that in a sense. And then truth be told, there are people that are just followers, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way. They're not the type that want to be um, the showman. They don't want to be the the one that's presenting. They don't, you know, they want to be behind the scenes, right? So I think we all have to find our place in business and certainly in life. And so with women in leadership, mm-hmm. I think you know. Um, I would say by 25, maybe 27, 30 years old, if you're a leader or not. So I knew early on, probably in middle school, that Mm -hmm. I was a leader. And it wasn't a cocky thing, because I'll be honest with you, I was extremely insecure as an adolescent teenager and in my 20s. But for some odd reason, I would say this goes to my mother, I knew I was a leader how did I know that okay it showed itself in sports for me personally because I was always a leader on the on the corridor in sports and two I always had huge circles of girlfriends okay. and they would somehow look to me even though I was super awkward and shy and an introvert and all this stuff in my mind but wow. I always was a, like a social butterfly and I kind of led the pack if you will so that was just natural for me I didn't try to do that I didn't want to be the show the show girl you know what I mean I do. So I, think, I think women have to identify themselves. And this is where the mentor comes in. Because if someone had shown me the way, listen, I could have saved myself 10 to 15 years of pain and agony <laughs> had I had the right plan right. in my teenage years and my 20s. Okay? Again, I have stories for another day, another conversation. But I want young women to understand their options. I want them to self-explore who they really are. Are you a leader and how to identify that? What are your characteristics? What are your traits? Do you play sports? Do you have, are you in um, like clubs? You know, there's different clubs in school and things that you can be a part of. So kind of understanding your personality traits. There's also personality tests, right? We know that. It's like when you get into the corporate world, interestingly enough, you take a personality test. But I think once a woman steps into that leadership role, we have to understand there's a high responsibility with that. Okay, so when you call yourself a coach and I talk about this all the time in my post to me, a coach is very different than a consultant consultant is you're an expert at something, you're teaching something. So you can be an accounting consultant. You do books for people, right? You audit their their tax returns, right? A coach. okay, you're a mentor you're a leader to someone, you are going to shape their life in some kind of way. So for example, playing sports, I had only one good coach that I could tell you sticks out in my mind as someone that took personal interest in me, brought me to my full potential and took the time to coach me up one out of probably 20 coaches that I had. That's terrible. Yeah, I had horrible coaches, okay? And this was in various different sports. And so my point is, I have that story, and I know there's good coaches and there's bad coaches. We all know that, but if you're an athlete, you really know it. So so I tell women all the time, if you're going to give yourself the title of coach, you better take that seriously, honey, because you're becoming someone's mentor, and you're going to help shape their life. Mm -hmm. And it could be great, it could be bad. So be very careful of that. You're their mentor, you're giving them um, guidance, you're telling them what to do, and you have to lead by example. You cannot talk the talk and not walk the walk, right? Exactly. So you have to have integrity. You have to be honest. You have to have good work ethic. You have to be disciplined. You have to be professional. Like, if you're not all of these things, who's going to take you seriously? No one. You, know, you may get a couple paying clients, but good luck with that, you know, holding a sustainable business model. Because your reputation is all you got. As exactly. a coach, especially, you know. Exactly. So take leadership Seriously, lead by example, have those qualities of integrity, honesty, good work ethic, discipline, be kind to people, you know, don't be demeaning, don't be condescending, like there's so many things. And then also being a leader, depending on where you are in corporate America or online, you need to know how to mirror match. And that's something that I would love to teach again on a different podcast, but I'm really known for my mirror matching skill, knowing who you're talking to. Oh. My. I'm talking to a high level, super high power male figure in a corporate mm-hmm. space, I'm going to talk to him extremely different than mm-hmm. how I'm going to talk to one of my ladies in my coaching program. You need to understand your setting quick and in a hurry. You need to size up who you're talking to in 60 seconds and you need to adjust quickly. That is emotional intelligence. That is a skill set mm-hmm. that not everybody has, but you can learn it. You can learn it if you practice. So calling yourself a leader, be careful, be careful. That is a responsibility. Are you willing to take on that high-level responsibility?
0: I love that. And I was teaching on mirror matching a couple of months ago, and people really need to understand. You can't just pick someone because they may appear to be the expert Mm -hmm. in their respective field. You've got to do your research and understand, are they right for me, I believe that everyone on this earth has a purpose no matter how big or small it is. And I believe that when you are on the course with your purpose, you mm-hmm. are powerful. And let me tell you something, when a woman is on the course of her mm-hmm. purpose, you had better watch out because yes, we honey. have such a substance yes. that really pushes us, drives us and i'm mm-hmm. telling you we become unstoppable almost yes, so do. i've heard a little bit and i see it in your eyes i hear it in your voice you know your purpose but how did you develop that purpose you're very spiritual and that is wonderful and so am i but was there a certain moment in your life where you said mm, i got it
1: yes Yes, I think there was. In fact, I would actually tell you that that only happened probably six months ago.
0: Really? Mm -hmm.
1: Yep, yep. Because even when I decided, I made a decision, I went out of my job and I want to be a coach. Guess what? I didn't even know what kind of coach I wanted to be because Mm -hmm. I'm multifaceted. And Mm -hmm. here's what's going to resonate with a lot of women. A lot of women are multifaceted. Yes. So it almost becomes you feel scattered, you feel overwhelmed, you want to do so many things, especially if you're an entrepreneur at heart. Your ideas are always popping off. I mean, the, the problem is not the ideas. It's actually pinpointing one thing that you want to go after and get hyper-focused on that, right? Yes. So when I came and found my, my mentor, who I still work with to this day, I told her my skill set. I told her my goals and what I wanted to do and that I wanted to serve women. I knew that. But I said, I love fitness and health, so I think about being like a fitness coach. I love business. That's like my obsession. So I kind of went down the list. She asked me a few exploratory questions, and she said, Christina, you need to be a business coach. Mm -hmm. Done. And it was like a light switch turned on. It was through that conversation, and that's why they call these calls with coaches. is discovery calls and clarity calls because it's like you're exploring your thoughts with a, a pro an expert at this who's talked to thousands of women right so they hear the little signals if you will the bells are going off and she says point blank you should be a business coach and i said done i agree i agree so here i am vacillating going through all these different things but here's the catch so i start transitioning i start my business i launch my business i get my first paying client in three weeks Three weeks. Oh my and I'm not God. even fully prepared. I mean, I had to throw it together. I had to I had to scramble. I wasn't even was yet, watched. didn't watched. And I got my first paying client. But guess what that did? It forced me to get busy with it. I couldn't make excuses. Mm-hmm. I had to serve this new client. And I was going to serve her A++ because that's all I'm about. So I'm going to over deliver. I'm going to make sure I transform her life. And she still works with me to this day. And I started back with her August of last year. So my point is, my transition happened fast because, one, I hired a coach. I invested in myself and my future because I wanted to fast track. I found success early on, and then I made it my mission to serve at a high level and get transformational results. That's when I felt a spiritual Mm -hmm. energy, I'll call it an energy, that said, I wake up with so much passion. You see my smile now because I know what my purpose is.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I've been trying to find it for 20 years Okay, And I always knew I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to help women. I love giving to others. I love business. But for some reason, it took me to, to hear it from someone else. This is what you should be doing. And it just started to click. You understand? So you you own it. You decide. You make a decision. you got to make a decision first. When you make a decision, you go all in. You have to be 100% committed to that decision and go with passion, go with gusto. And then you've got to study and you've got to make it your business to be good at what you do, be great at what you do. So I studied my little tail off. I'm working my job. I'm working till the wee hours of the night. I'm studying. I'm finishing my courses through my coaching program. I'm building my own business on the side. I'm working 70, 80 hours a week, every single weekend, all of last year, 2020, making major sacrifices. Okay. Yes. But I was 100% committed. And then when I found success through getting my own paying clients and they were loving me and they were loving their results, I thought, oh my, it was an epiphany, just like that. I'm doing what I was called to do. This is coming so natural to me. It wasn't like jumping through hoops and bending over backwards. It's almost like a magnetic pull. You start to feel this energy and this attraction. Yeah. And that's when I just knew this is my calling. And now I'm just, I get chills because... There's so much more I want to do on such a grander scale that I actually have to slow myself down and just like baby steps, Christina, you know, you just started a year ago. So like, it's all going to be okay. But Um, now I want to do, I want to do live events. I want to do more podcasts. You know, I want to reach more women. So I'm excited at the future, but when you know it's your calling, you feel it. There's a different energy. There's a different pep in your step. You wake up feeling excited about life.
0: Mm, you are such an amazing coach i love everything you've shared and one thing i want to touch on is this we as women can do some amazing things and men can as well but that is your target audience and i want this message to come across to them loud and clear christina
1: tell
0: them you will have to become uncomfortable certain things in order to be successful and to also know what strength and power you have so talk about being uncomfortable for you that has pushed you to be the amazing successful woman you are today
1: well that again is an excellent question wow um i have been extremely uncomfortable through this journey If you looked at me, if you knew me in my corporate world, or even just as a friend, as a girlfriend, you would say, there's nothing that can stop Christina. I I seem on the exterior unshakable. But the thing about women is we're so strong on the outside because we have to be, but on the inside, you are really a whole different person. And I don't mean that literally, but I'm saying we're we're sometimes internally a whole different person. When I took this journey, become an online coach and to serve women when i tell you uncomfortable is the word it it makes you want to quit i'll be just brutally honest even for me i wanted to quit several times here's my advice okay number one you have to have the support system ladies Mm -hmm. and guess what you only need one or two people in your corner you don't need a huge community you need one or two people i had two people and then it turned to four I kept everything close to my chest. I did not share my business with people because I don't need their opinion. I don't need whatever. I was so focused and I protected my sacred journey. And so I had one or two people in my corner and they were in my corner so hard. And that's what you need. You need a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. You need someone that's going to help pull you up when you want to quit and you want to throw in the towel. And they're going to remind you of the why. So when you're uncomfortable, you remember your why. What are you doing this for? Is it to get your children through college? Is it to put food on the table? Is it to help your husband? Is it to pay the bills or is it to go on a dream vacation this year? You want to go to Europe when COVID is over. You want to build that dream house. Get back to your why. Stay focused. Get back on track, right? And know that uncomfortability is, Mm -hmm. as we know, a platform for growth. OK, and so like you just said, us women, we don't even realize how strong we really are until we're pushed to the maximum level. Yeah. And when you're uncomfortable, it's going to feel awful. You're going to get the little tingles in your skin. You're going to start sweating. You're going to feel like you could pass out. Right. Yes. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah. I will give you an example me. I'm on camera with you right now and I have no worries, no qualms about it. I did not want to be on camera a year ago. Dr. Z, I didn't want to be on camera. I was scared out of my mind to be a public figure. I don't even call myself a public figure now. I'm like, what is that? I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be a celebrity, right? But it's like all in my mind, okay? That's so right. I taught myself, like, Christina, you're so good at presenting. You're so good at talking. You manage teams. You you have PowerPoint presentations with shareholders yeah. and investors. Like, you can talk on camera, honey. Right. So, <laughs> over my fear and be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I learned the pro tips of how to be on camera like a pro, which I can teach my clients now because there are pro tips, honey. I'm going to reach out to you, Christina. (laughs) And then you just do it. You just do it. You go get uncomfortable. You just do it. And you know what? You're going to cry sometimes. And you know what? You're going to be embarrassed sometimes. And you're going to say, oh, I wish I would have done that better or differently. But be proud of yourself that you did it. And give yourself that grace that it does take time. You're not perfect. And so when you're uncomfortable, just laugh a little bit. Take it a little bit lighter. Don't be so serious. You know, laugh it off. Have a great support system. Have one or two people in your corner
0: unconditionally. and, And focus on your why. Don't give up. I love that, Christina. So deep, and you know, you and I am learning. We are kindred sisters already. Yes, because yes. I teach people all the time, your intimate circle needs to be so small to where you can mm. barely squeeze someone in. Yep. Yep. But yep. your networking circle can be mm. as massive as it needs yes. to be to retain. Amen. Them. Well said. Yeah. Well said. And those resources that you need. But yep. that intimate circle are those trusted voices.
1: Yes.
0: yes. Those trusted voices that you know are going to salute you when you're mm-hmm. winning, but they're mm-hmm. also going to lift you up when you're not so winning. Exactly. And those are the people you want to keep in your yep. capacity circle that intimate circle, and so I want you to talk about this really quickly, Mm -hmm. but we must remove the negative voices in Mm -hmm. order to really go down our journey. So what is your advice to everyone listening to really remove the grumblings and the noise that become distractors
1: Another really great question. You know, um, one, I think it's important to understand this is every human being on this planet Mm. has those negative voices. So, number one, knowing you are not alone. It it is a human experience, okay? Right. Two, it is the way our brains are wired and the way we're conditioned. So, if you're conditioned to have low self-worth, to throw yourself pity parties, to play the victim, to say you're not good enough, and that's your self-talk, you're conditioned to do that. So the bad news is that's your reality. The good news is it can be changed, but you have to rewire your brain, and that takes time, and it takes effort, by the way. So you need a plan. You need a strategy. You need ways to do that, and you need someone to hold you accountable because we're not always going to hold ourselves accountable, right? Right, right. So one, and that goes back to emotional intelligence work, this taps right into that subject at hand. And so it's about one learning how to call it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it's happening in our minds, we have to almost have a third party perspective where we're listening to our own brains, talking to ourselves in that negative self-talk. And I'll say, Christina, listen to you. You're talking yourself out of this right now. What What's going on here? So you're having a conversation with yourself. You have to teach yourself how to do that. You're calling it out and then you're actually talking to yourself and you're talking yourself out of the negativity. Okay. Mm. It's also important to write things down. So when I'm feeling negative, because we all do, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't feel negative anymore. Right. Of course I do. So I have a bad day. I'm feeling really down on myself. I don't like the way I look on camera or I had a bad day because whatever, right? There's all these different reasons. I don't feel good enough. I'm comparing myself to all the other coaches out there that are doing this and doing that. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? Who am I? Who am I to start a coaching business at 40 years old? These are all the things I struggled with, ladies. For three months, I did not step out on my mission and my purpose because I was playing small because of Mm -hmm. negative self-talk. But look at me today. So the good news is you can overcome it, and it doesn't have to take your whole lifetime. but you got to be dedicated to the mission. you got to really practice. you got to put in the work. So write things down. Have self-talk. Recondition your brain. Rewire your brain. And also, as we all know, but people don't do it, put post-it notes up. Yes. Put things up around you, on the wall, on yes. your mirror. I have things to this day, my goals, my affirmations, but also positive love- self-talk. You can do this. Yes, You can do this, Christina, and yes. go in the mirror and literally say it to yourself. It sounds silly, mm-hmm. but it is a psychological nope. thing. When you go in the mirror and you look at yourself and you say, I am beautiful, I am capable, I am smart, I can do this. You pump yourself up. It's a physical experience, and you're bringing those awesome positive hormones to the surface. Yeah. So there's a, there's exercises that you can do that physically change the way you think. But it does take time, practice, and grace. You've got to give yourself patience and grace. Again, it doesn't happen overnight. We have to have good, managed expectations. Yes. Um, But again, it's, it's also just embracing that this is a human flaw that we have. Because our brain is always trying to tell us, I mean, call it the devil. You know, it's just always nagging at us. And we've got to learn to rise above it. Because when you can rise above it, like you said, you're powerful. You're unstoppable. You can do anything you put your mind to but you got to put your mind to it, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, so good, Christina. So (laughs) I I wrote something here that I normally practice every day, is if I think it, speak it, Mm -hmm. and believe it, I am it. Mm -hmm. So I am so with you. We as women have to learn to groom ourselves and not to allow others or depend on others to do that for us. Your job as a coach is to guide, provide, and lead. But mm-hmm. you can nurture as much as you can. But if you don't have that inner being, that drive to say, I am going to speak it, I am going to think it, I will believe it, therefore mm-hmm. I am it. Yeah. What is your philosophy on that? So I think
1: what I'd like to say too and add to the conversation is I really believe we're a product of, of our environment mm. and that goes well into adulthood, okay? Yes. So the other thing women need to really understand and this can be a very tough thing to face. Yes. If the, If your environment is not leading you to your dreams and your goals, helping you to get there, nurturing you in a way that is supportive, encouraging, uplifting. You have to really think through that. You need to identify it, and what are you gonna do about it, okay? So Mm -hmm. some things are temporary and fixable, some things are permanent, and you gotta get the heck out.
0: Gotta run. Okay.
1: Gotta run, yep. So that in itself, you can say all the things you want to say and you can try to convince yourself and do the work but if you go back into that toxic environment guess Mm -hmm. what all the work you're trying to do all the work you just did goes away just like that and it's not your fault it's not your fault Mm -hmm. but we are a product of our environment so you've got to make your environment uplifting and encouraging and 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 positive right Surround yourself with the right people. Make your home. If you're working from home, is your home comfortable? Is it beautiful? What about your home office? Yes. Are you doing things? And again, you don't have to spend a ton of money, but do things. Have a little water element, a little waterfall. Have some fresh flowers or a green plant. Have some candles, some nice music playing. Do things that help to set you up for success, but also help you stay good energetically, yes. spiritually. Yes. And then you've got to go in the mirror. You've got to have the post-it notes everywhere with your affirmations and your goals and your I am's. And then you've got to say them out loud, ladies. Mm. Don't say it to yourself in a dark corner. Right. Say it out loud and say it over and over and over again. Because part of saying something is you have to believe it and you have to have conviction over it. Yes. There's, there's one way of saying something where you're timid and quiet, which means you really don't believe. You're just saying it to go through the motions. That's not going to work. Okay, you've got to get that energy and you've got to get excited. Be your own cheerleader and say it with conviction, say it with belief. And then it starts to manifest itself. Then it starts to become second nature Okay, because you're, again, rewiring and reconditioning. That's how you have to think of it. So conviction and confidence and what you're saying and how you say it, belief in what you're saying, you know, be very mindful of your environment, set it up for success and positivity. And then just you've got to do it every day. You've okay. got to be disciplined to do it every day. And you're not perfect. So if you miss a day, don't beat yourself up, but try okay. to do it every single day. Make time for yourself, three to five minutes. Start there, you know, and work it. your way up to 10 minutes. You know, work your way up to mornings and evenings, but start with just the mornings if that's your better time. I'm a morning person, so I'm going to dedicate 10 minutes in the morning to prayer, meditation, and saying my affirmations. Absolutely. And I'm going to say it with conviction, right? You're
0: kind of girl. Love. Yes. You've got to make
1: time for it. So, I mean, and, and
0: I'm so with you on that. You know, we can really speak it, think it, believe it. But if we're constantly falling for that same trap of those environments that mm-hmm. are toxic, we can't escape it. That's we right. can't grow, we can't develop, we yeah. can't be that person that we're saying that we are. If we're constantly allowing the toxicity to sit in and our minds in what we see every day because we covet what we see. So we have to remove ourselves and put ourselves in positive environments. Okay, so this is what I want you to end with. Okay. Tell everyone about the service that you offer and how they can connect with you, reach out to you, because I tell you what, I'm going to email you once we get off this... (laughs) You know, I'm one of those individuals who I thought I knew what I was doing. But you know, put the light bulb in my head, in uh, my head. So, do share with the audience. Tell them what you do, how they can connect with you and reach or contact you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for that. Um, So I actually created my own business academy. So you can be a business coach and just coach people and not have your own business school. Um, But I created my own business program, which took me three to four months, by the way, last year. And there's two reasons why I did that. Number one, I saw thousands of women in other coaching programs screaming out for help. They were in coaching programs, but the material, the curriculum was so overwhelming that they weren't able to absorb it and comprehend it, let alone apply it, okay? So I took all the material that I've learned in four coaching programs myself, and I compiled it into a way where I actually developed my own proprietary method, which is the power of three formulas. So everything I teach is in three steps. Okay, so I teach a whole lot of stuff, but I'm going to chunk it down, segment it down into three little steps and keep it simple, 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 simple. Second reason why is the tech part of it. Women get very overwhelmed by tech very easily. And so I'm lucky enough to be very tech savvy. And I actually have a web developer and graphic designer on my team. So I take all of that tech overwhelm out. I will give you my own funnels, I will help you build a website, I, I take the tech overwhelm out. So those are the two reasons why I created my own business academy. It's a 12 week kind of mastermind course. You get full on support. There's Q&A sessions throughout the week. There's a private Facebook group. You get one to one calls with me as well for more intimate support. But it's basically no matter where you are in your journey, if you're starting from scratch, you've never owned a business before. You have no idea what you're doing. I will help you from A to Z. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you started on your own and now you're stuck and overwhelmed and don't know Mm -hmm. how to kind of grow your business, scale it or just get consistent income coming in. Right. Consistency is a big thing for women so i I really help everyone no matter where you are on your journey and it's a 12-week program so that's my main core offer but i do offer some a la carte situations where perhaps you've got a lot of that already in place and you don't want to invest in a mastermind you don't need the full 12-week program but you do need my support on x y or z i'll create an a la carte custom package for you and it's just basically you know one-time payment or payment plans but i really work with women to drill down to their immediate need their immediate pain point I'm going to help you bust through that, get a good result, and we'll do it in a short period of time. So mm-hmm. I offer the 12-week mastermind program. I do one-to-one work and group work, and then I also have the a la carte packages. The way you reach out to me is very simple. I do have a website. It's mediatebusinessacademy.com. The easiest way to find that is through my Instagram bio link. so i have one of those link tree links that it will drop down to several different offers there's a free clarity call on there with me 45 minutes of my undivided attention no obligation no sales pitch if we don't work together it's perfectly fine i'm still going to follow you i'm going to like you i'm going to support you no matter what but i'll point you in the right direction so that free call is also in the link in my instagram I have a free master class on there as well. My website is on there. So everything you need to do your due diligence to check me out, my social proof, my testimonials, my free call, it's all best found on my Instagram. That's ChristinaDenale.biz, B-I-Z. And I have the same handle on Facebook as well. My private Facebook group is there. You're welcome to join. It is a free group. I do free training classes every Monday at 1230 Eastern in my private Facebook group. And every Monday is a new topic. So you can also join me there for some free business advice.
0: Oh, my gosh. Such amazing stuff there, Christine. I'm so proud of of you. And (laughs) by by the way, we were in that same course together. And uh, you are just leaps ahead of me. But I believe in taking things in stages. And um, I'll be one of your a la carte um, participants. So I'll definitely reach out to you. So thank you, Christina, for being on my podcast tonight. You have just enlightened me and I know you have enlightened the listeners. So again, Christina Denali, thank you so much for being with me today on the podcast. Thank you for joining me in this episode of my podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that it has touched your life in some way. Remember that you are designed and equipped to do amazing things that only your special gifts and talents are meant to do. Continue to let your light shine so brightly so that you can lead the way for others to find you. Thank you for listening, and do not forget to follow my podcast and share it with others. Your support is priceless, and I believe in you. Until next time on the Dr. Zanzi McLaurin Podcast. Powerful Purpose